Hello, and welcome to Fiberton Acres, a humorous look at horticulture and husbandry. I'm Rick. And I'm Ashley. And we are... Uh... We're small-time fiber farmers. Yeah. Micro-fiber farmers, even. Artisanal. Even. Artisanal? Artisanal. Uh, Only the best. Well, yeah. I mean, we do raise it all ourselves. We shear it. We wash it. We, we dye it. it. We dye it first, don't we? Oh, no, no you I spin it first. Spin it yeah, first. you spin it, then dye it. What kind of dye do you use? Just Food safe dyes. Plants. Plants. Use plants sometimes. Natural dyes. Food safe dyes. We've got, uh, well, we've got uh, two little annoying cats. One <laughs> old annoying dog. Three annoying Angora no, sheep. Four. four. Oh, we'll have, sheep? Yeah. No, you said Angora sheep. Oh, they're Shetland we sheep. We have Angora, four rabbits, Angora rabbits. Rabbits, four of them. Uh, and the three Shetland sheep. Right, we do not shear the dogs and cats. I think I mentioned that last episode. Uh, we had some <laughs> questions. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, okay, so this but is the... speaking of last episode, if you didn't get a chance to listen... Go uh, back, listen. That was my choice. Subscribe. Uh, for a topic. This week, it's Rick's. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I opened it up to fan mail, and oh, yeah. this is the part of the show where we do our fan mail. Oh, if if anyone has ideas or suggestions or want to send us any fan mail, oh, fan email, I guess, info yeah. at FibertonAcres.com. That's I-N-F-O at the name of the podcast you're listening to dot com. com. <laughs> uh, yeah, so right here is where we do the fan mail. Well, yep. that's all for the fan mail part, because we didn't get any yet. We're new. I mean, I got a text from my mom that said, good job. Yeah, so that's I guess nice. that counts that's, as, that's totally count as fan mail. Yeah. Yeah. Fan yeah, we got fan texts. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that part of the show, that was easy. Right. We wrapped yeah. that up. Oh, right. Like, yeah, that was our housekeeping. <laughs> what else? Do we have any other housekeeping? It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it is. We are actually recording it's this on Thanksgiving. Still Thanksgiving. Yeah, our for time another... it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It might be over by the time we're done with this podcast. But, uh, but still, delicious, uh, slight food coma. Yes. So. So give us a little, little leeway. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. We decided to do a Thursday-based what show. What are you thankful for, Rick? What am I thankful for? I miss Thanksgiving. Fences. Are you? Yeah. Well, Very why? Why are you thinking about fences? <laughs> Just great segue. We are awesome at this. Uh, well, because, look, fences do two. I actually, on the important. notes here, I said two very important things. They are very important. Yeah, but then I looked at, real quick, right? Mm -hmm. You have keep stuff you want in, in, right. right? And keep stuff you don't want in, out. Right. Okay, but there's also acoustic fencing, privacy fencing, temporary Whoa. fencing, perimeter fencing, decorative fencing. I like the decorative fencing. Yes, boundary fencing. It's just meant to show you where the edges of stuff is. Well, that's true. Newt fencing. For, for the little... It keeps newts in. Yeah, what? it's to keep amphibians in. But I guess that counts as stuff you want in, in. Uh... I just I don't understand. Like, there was like if you a need don't to want, just have... yeah, I guess sometimes you got to keep a turtle in a pond. Oh, but it's 
specifically called newt fencing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. There, so maybe there are more. There are more, but, but the two we're going to focus yes, on. That are specific to our horticulture and husbandry. Right. Are keeping, keeping stuff, stuff you want, keeping your stuff in, and keeping stuff that wants to eat your stuff out. out. Uh, right. This, by the way, isn't just keeping your stuff, like your sheep. Like for us, we have to worry about coyotes trying to get in and eat right. the sheep. But like other people, uh, such as farmers, they have to keep fences around a lot of their stuff if they're in a deer-heavy area oh, or right. a rabbit-heavy yeah. area. Yeah, actually, I learned, well, and we can get into this when we get into some of the fencing later, but how they keep, one of the ways they deter their, their deer. Oh, great. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so, fences have been made from all kinds of things. Uh, there's board fencing, concrete fence, <laughs> ha-ha, also known as a sunken fence, uh... You get picket fences. I didn't even mention those before when I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some of the early fences in America, I'm going to just start here real quick. Were, you've seen them. If you've seen video of Colonial Williamsburg or whatever, mm -hmm. you just see like the log on the ground and then like a log on top of it and then or like off to the side and then another log looks like a log cabin but slats in between. Oh, uh -huh. Yeah, that's that was actually a way of showing off how uh, resource-rich our country was oh. back in the day. We're like, yeah, no, we just we just use all that wood. We just stack it up stack as a it. fence. <laughs> yeah, we don't even... Uh, but earliest fences uh, were from the Bronze Age. The Bronze Age, you Yes, say? in Cornwall, in jolly old England. Uh, there was fences built back then that uh, established the field patterns that are still used today in Cornwall. Hmm. So, like, the shape of the fields there? Yeah. Yeah, those are based on the uh, fences that were originally built there in back the in Age. the Bronze Age. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit, you wind up the Anglo-Saxons. Yeah. And they grew hedges as fences. Which, uh, the Led Zeppelin, if there's a blinson in your head drove, they'll get along mm -hmm. now. Yeah, that, they, the oh, word. Oh, Yeah, it's a hedgerove. Uh, yeah. and for anybody who's seen Band of Brothers, they, when they keep crossing behind those plants to hide from the tanks during the D-Day invasion. Yeah. Those are hedgeroves. Well, that's kind of cool. And in the American Southwest, while we're on the thing with uh growing fences oh, uh -huh. there was cactus fences oh i have when i lived in arizona people did do that seriously that seems to me to be like a barbed wire fence on crack <laughs> like, i think it's, it's mostly for looks like i mean i guess it serves the purpose as well but what do you mean you guess it serves it? well i mean you're not gonna walk into the fence but like i mean resourceful humans could just cut it down if it was mostly like around right, but i'm saying like you could if you're using it for animals yeah yeah i guess that that's would, true that would keep coyotes out wouldn't it <laughs> it's a bunch of cactuses 
I always thought that they were using it for people. No. no. But maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, where we were in Arizona. Um, well, maybe there. But originally it was used. Uh, they, they used them to. Uh, I feel like that would take a long time to animals. be established. Maybe they moved them. Maybe. But I mean, it would work to keep in chickens. Oh, totally. Right? Uh, okay, so also want to talk about another type of natural occurring fence that people made. Mm -hmm. uh, does anybody remember the movie The Ghost in the Darkness? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> so uh, they were building a fence, or they were building a railroad between Uganda and Kenya. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was way back in the day. These two lions were eating everyone, all their workers. Oh, yeah, those lions were crazy. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I, I don't know if I saw the movie. I we. Oh, I read the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull the old, yeah. I read the book. But it was, it sounded terrifying. Oh, yeah. The, no, there was like over 300 deaths building this railroad. And a lot of it was due to the lions. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, not... Not like a crazy amount. Well, yeah, a crazy amount. A crazy, it was two lines. Like when you, yeah. But what they did is they cut down a bunch, all these thorn bushes that were around, and they just made giant piles around the camps to keep the lions out. And it worked for like two days. There was like two whole days where the lions didn't need anybody. Then they figured it out. Yeah, then they found a hole and they ate everybody. Uh, <laughs> they just ate everyone. Everyone. No one The lived. end. It, maybe I'm misremembering that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, Val Kilmer lived. Well, Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah, he was Val Kilmer. Yeah. Oh, but that's the one the, the when they call him the lion killer, and they're uh -huh. like, he killed a lion. And then that one huge guy shows up, and he's like full of the scars. Yeah. And they're, they're praising Val Kilmer for his one shot. He only used one shot to take down a lion. And then Val Kilmer asks that guy, because he's like, I too have killed a lion. And Val's like, how many shots did you take? And he holds up his giant, massive hands, and he's like, none. Yeah. <laughs> he beat up a lion to death. So this has been our review of Ghosts in the Darkness. It's a good movie. And, yeah, apparently. The, okay, I was in charge of research this week, and that's how <laughs> I research. I think of movies that involve the thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> And then I go to the IMDb page about said movie and I'm, I have find to say I'm trivia. impressed that you found movie trivia about fences. So Yeah, you're that's welcome. pretty good. What is that? That's Wait, three already. So I think I've already you hit three. Came to like you you really notice fences in movies or Actually I kinda do. I think fences are neat. <laughs> Rot iron fences oh, with cool. the scroll work yeah, on top. Cool. Those are cool. Then, if you think about it, when you go on a balcony at a hotel, right? That mm -hmm. little piece that keeps you from doing a header, that's a fence. You think about fences a lot. I kind of <laughs> do. Now, moving on. Uh, so what was next? After a, a while... In 1873... After a while. Yeah. Joseph Glidden, he changed the, the game means... up. Not yeah. not the Glidden paint guy. Oh, okay. No. This Mr. is paint. Joseph Glidden. 
you're thinking of Jackson Glidden, oh. the paint guy. If anyone Googles that and I'm right, please email me. <laughs> it feels so good. If I'm wrong, let it slide. Joseph Glidden invented a barbed wire. A barbed wire? Barbed wire. Okay, actually, that's not one of the official pronunciations. Barbed wire, barbed wire, uh, bob wire, and bab wire are all listed by people selling barbed wire as barbed wire. Now, we earlier found out we say this different. I say barbed. And I say barb. Why do you say barbed? Because I grew up saying the right thing. No, no, that's... <laughs> I say barbed wire thanks to the Smash 1996 hit starring Pamela Anderson, <laughs> Barb Wire, as the eponymous character. Is her name Barb? Yes. <laughs> and she has a, bob, a barbed wire tattoo. Well, as you do in 96. <laughs> My brother got one. After the movie? Yeah. Yeah. We always, we teased him. Uh, it, it makes him look so tough. Like, I, it's. Right. Him and Pam Anderson have matching tattoos. <laughs> so tough. Glad I dodged that bullet. I was too young to get tattoos then. Uh, oh, if anybody remembers that movie, Barbed Wire, I'm sorry. Because it was bad. <laughs> I watched it, like, easily three it times. It doesn't look like it would be good. I no, mean, so he It took... was named Barbed Wire. <laughs> With Pamela Anderson, so, you know. Uh, he took a, a coffee grinder. Oh, back to Joseph Glidden. Yeah, not Bob Wire. Uh, <laughs> she, he, Joseph Glidden, used a coffee grinder that would grind the beans. And he used thing. it to twist the wires together. Yeah. And then he would put the barbs in there. And, like, that was his pat. That was the idea he patented. And they started producing barbed wire, him and a couple of business partners. And it blew up. Well, yeah. And uh, in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. late 1800s, early 1900s, it was the barbed wire wars in uh, Texas and the South, hmm. mostly. Because uh, these fences could be constructed overnight. Right. Right, so people right because it wasn't that way before, really. I guess. No, it would take you like months. Right, you would just add to your field. Like you, right, you couldn't. You you would start with a pretty small field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people would fence in, like they would expand their property into half of someone else's field overnight, <laughs> and then the other person would come and expand. And like sometimes, like like actual like exchange of gunfire would occur over. Uh, people's use of barbed wire. So some states put laws on the books that you had to have a surveyor come before you could put out barbed wire. Wow. Yeah. And many cities today don't allow barbed wire used below seven feet. Oh, really? Yeah. You can have it on the top of fences within city limits, but it has to be seven feet high. Oh, this is dangerous. Yeah, it's a booby trap. They well, consider yeah. it a type of booby trap, and you're not allowed to have those. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's in city limits. Right, yeah, that in makes some sense. Places. Uh, yeah, and the reason barbed wire took off, like we said, it was fast and cheap, and it is effective at both keeping your stuff in and keeping predators out. Right. Uh, during World War One and World War II, well, okay, the, the crazy one's World War One. 
uh, trench warfare. Mm -hmm. They would take uh, barbed wire, which was fairly new at the time. Okay. And they would, the the losing team, (laughs) when they had to retreat, they would just cover everything in just stacks of barbed wire. Just oh, throw it like out you there. You see that in like movies, sort of. But... Yeah. So the other people couldn't chase them. That's crazy. I never really thought about the function of that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine pre tanks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you go to chase them, and there's just like four foot high of barbed wire, and it's like thirty feet deep. You're just like, no, <laughs> just no. That's a nope. Yeah. So see, barbed wire is pretty cool. Yeah. Am I starting to win you over to the fencing? I don't know. Keep going. Let's see. Okay. So next, we got to chain link fence. The chain link. Now, if anybody has been... Off the chain. If anybody has been to uh, a neighborhood, you may have seen this. <laughs> if anyone has Any been near alive. a house or had a dog. Uh, chain link fence. You see it everywhere. Uh, zoos. Zoos. Zoos use chain link fence quite frequently. Uh, I feel like they use uh, little, they use they little more high tech. No, maybe I'm thinking of the Beijing Zoo, which is the zoo <laughs> I've been to the most. There was quite a bit of chain link fence. Just saying. Most of the American <laughs> zoos are like glass panels. Well, they had those in the front, but in the back you saw chain link. No, I need to go to more American zoos. That's the point of this story. So. Uh, I don't know if a glass panel counts as a fence. Well, like, and then they have like. The I'm gonna no, I'm gonna count, it, I'm gonna count it as a, I'm gonna count it as a fence just so I can add it to my list of fence stuff. Now, when we go to the zoo, you'll notice all the fences. Uh, so, uh, chain link fence is pretty expensive though yeah. per square foot compared to barbed wire, right. so you don't see a lot on, uh, like large pastures. And yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. Uh, however, there is one notable exception of a pretty robust chain link fence. It is called the rabbit proof fence. I learned about this from the eponymous movie, the rabbit proof fence. I feel like you like the word eponymous right now. I learned it like (laughs) a couple of weeks ago and I'm really trying to get it into my vocab. (laughs) I'm thinking about writing a book called Rick. The eponymous. Yeah, just well, just Rick, so that I can say like, oh yes, I I wrote a book. It's eponymously titled. Cricket, cricket. I'm just saying because then I like the word. Good. Uh, so, so tell me about this rabbit-proof fence of yours. The rabbit- That's eponymously named movie title. Okay, do you want me to tell you about the movie first or the the fence? Well, is the the movie about the fence? You, yeah, I think so. I didn't watch the movie. I heard it was very boring and like 16 hours long. Oh, okay. So we'll just, just move on to the fence. the fence. Okay. Uh, the Rabbit Proof Fence is in Australia. It was completed between 1901 and 1907. Or it was constructed. It was completed in 1907. They started in 1901. Right. There we go. That's how to say it. And it was built to keep the rabbits out of Western Australia where they actually grew things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people... Like, how much people know about Australia. But apparently, from what I've seen, the eastern part of Australia is uh, the the desert, horrible place. <laughs> and then the western part is okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, they rabbits got introduced there. 
Yeah. And they started taking over. As rabbits do. So they had to, they, they were trying to keep them out of their agriculture land. Right. And they built a fence that's rabbit proof. That is fence number one, the first one done, 1,139 miles long. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it was the longest uh, fence in the world. Mm-hmm. And the reason it was built is by 1887 losses from rabbit damage, uh, there was a, a $25,000 or pound reward for any method that would keep them out. Like, that's how much damage was done. That's craziness. Yeah. So... Uh, it cost them 167 pounds per mile to build it. The fence. Per mile. Yes. So 1,100 altogether between the three fences, 2,023 miles. Man. So it was a very expensive fence is the Did point of this. From what I hear, yes. I didn't oh. read that far. I didn't look at the efficacy of it. I just looked at whether <laughs> or not it they works. built it. <laughs> so... Uh, the rabbit-proof fence, I think, is cool. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I mean, we've attempted a rabbit-proof fence before. Yes. We, well, we tried to build a uh, warren, it's called. Yes. Uh, and... I had this the idea that I really liked that the rabbits could live, you know, and play around in the dirt and stuff like that. Because uh, that's what you want to do with fiber animals. animals. You want to so, let them play in the dirt. I was going to clean them. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, and we we made this attempt, uh, and it did not go well. No, we just wound up putting rabbits in a thing, and then ten minutes later chasing rabbits around a field. Is what I happened. was crazy impressed with the holes that they no dug they were they, yeah and they were fast. That's why the yeah. rabbit proof fence is impressive. Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, basically put us outside with Benny Hill music chasing. Yes. That was us. That was what happened. So, rabbit proof fence built. Then we move on to, uh, well, we move slightly back in time to tell you about the concept of the electric fence. Let's go back. So, the concept for of an electric fence, the earliest thing I could find about uh -huh. it, isn't from a movie. What? I know. It's actually from a book. Mark, did they make a movie out of this book? Oh, I'm sure they did. Probably. It's a Mark Twain. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, okay. Have you ever read that one? I don't think I have, actually. It's, 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 like, a Yan it's like a northerner from his time, from mm -hmm. Connecticut, obviously. Goes back in time somehow and winds up in King Arthur's court convincing everyone he's a magician. Huh. Like he's like a Merlin type character yeah. just using the stuff they had oh, I'm then. I'm sure they made a movie of this then. Right? <laughs> uh, wait, oh, is there one with Martin Lawrence? That's, I feel like, yeah. That's like a similar premise that happened recently. And by recently, recently. I mean in the last like 20 years. <laughs> I'm older than I think I am. So, so, in that, he <laughs> proposed using an electric fence as a defensive device for the uh, King Arthur's court. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
and then it wound up being used for livestock control in the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. Because electric fences are really cheap. It's only one wire mm-hmm. compared to uh, three. Or, well, yeah, well, or more. Say, or no, whatever. three. three oh, you have oh. to use three different wires to make a barbed wire oh, fence. Oh, right. Right? That's true. So it literally takes like a half to a third the amount of wire yeah. to produce. So it's cheaper. And uh, I don't know if anybody has ever touched barbed wire. It's pokey. It kind of hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody touched an electric fence recently? Like you, maybe earlier tonight? <laughs> While it was on? Yep. Yeah. Sorry about that. I turned on the control while she was touching the fence. <laughs> and it kind of zapped her. How do they I feel? Was like, why? Why? Why did that happen? I was I was just spacing out. <laughs> I was like, well, better turn on the fence. And then I heard, why? Why are you, when you're such a jerk? <laughs> Honestly, it was not on purpose. I was seriously just standing there not waiting to purpose. turn it on and just flipped mm-hmm. it for some reason. Um, So, yeah, no. So but electric, very effective. Very effective. <laughs> the point of that story. I am sorry I electrocuted you, though. No, oh, okay. I just like to take a moment and say I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I know it I feel hurts. Like you're not that sorry. I'm pretty sorry. <laughs> Sort of sorry. I feel like I've been electrocuted like by our fence a lot lately. You really Rocky have. kind of maybe rammed me yesterday and I fell into the electric <laughs> That was not super fun. And then I forgot to turn off the electric fence when I was letting them out into their other pasture the other day. That pro tip. Turn off the fence if you're <laughs> let them out of the electric fencing. Uh yeah. I've I've got an electric fence one for you. It's not me. It's my yeah. brother. Uh, this was back. Oh, geez, I would have been nine. My brother would have been twelve, thirteen, okay. if I can do math. Uh, <laughs> we were out. We were all walking around. And my brother was like, oh, "I'm gonna go duck behind this tree and pee." No, it's not that he peed on an electric fence because we all saw that episode of MythBusters, right. and it doesn't work that way. No, that's not what happened. He walked to go behind this tree. It's at night. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up out in the woods. And all of a sudden, we just hear my brother scream like a little girl. And me and Larry go running over there. And he's laying there, and he's crying, and he's holding his man area. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when he walked around and went to get ready to pee, he... He touched the fence with his man bits. With his man bits? Yeah, literally touched it with it when it pulsed. And... That's... That's gotta... The fence was to hold in the Clydesdale horses that the neighbor had. So I'm sure it was... It wasn't like our fence, which is just to keep our little tiny sheep and little coyotes out. No, this was a Clydesdale fence. And oh, man... He he was not happy that Yeah. I mean I was happy. It was hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great to see your brother Man. in horrible pain, but not That's actually gonna, dying uh, or anything. You know, it's gonna be real careful from then on if you Oh ever... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's gotten it worse than you. 
No, I'm, yes. I personally, I've only done it like two or three times. Touched an electric fence. Oh, okay. Not peed on one, but. Right. Just, yeah. just touched. <laughs> so, um, I would like to give you some uh, quick fire fence facts. And you oh. try to guess if they're true okay. or not. I will attempt. Okay. You ready? I've ready. got my notes here. The uh, rabbit-proof fence, visible from space. I want to say not visible. Not visible from space. How about the Great Wall of China, which is technically a fence, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say that like everyone knows that's visible, right? Like It's not visible. Really? <laughs> not at all. What? That's like the thing they say. I know. Really? Yes. Most photographed fence in the world. Great Wall of China? Nope. <laughs> no. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh. Yeah, the front fence of the White House, which is a speaking. black wrought iron fence. And speaking... You're going back to I am. <laughs> speaking of... And that does both keeping things in and keeping things wait, out. you say it's keeping <laughs> the president in? Right. <laughs> Those presidents are always trying to run away. <laughs> keep them in. Keep them in. <laughs> Lots of people don't know. Thomas yeah. Jefferson constantly tried to... I don't think there was a White House when Jefferson was in the president. When I only I am not a presidential history no, historian. I'm I a fence historian. Don't. I am a fence historian. Oh my gosh, if you could be a fence historian, you would, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> dropping out of dropping out of respiratory therapy school, becoming a fence historian. I'm sure that pays great. Um there's one job in the world. <laughs> Also, okay, okay, how about yeah, this sorry. fact? Quick fire here. When Googling fencing, it is almost entirely impossible to find anything that isn't in, isn't related to the Olympic sport of fencing. I'm guessing that's true. It is so true. I know way too much about fencing. And if people want to know real quick, epe and saber are the two most common. And then foil is the third epi and saber. Oh. Yeah, fencing comes from the lat uh, from uh, defense, like to defend. defend. Yes, I feel like. Uh, well, I don't know if you were done with your quick fire. Yeah, it, sure. Okay, so I would love to like give a quick like. Uh, tips from our crazy learnings corner. Oh, oh, did, oh, tips, tips corner. That's not on the paper. Hold on, everybody. We're tips. writing it in. Okay, it's on the paper. It's there now. Let's so go. We can do it. Well, for those that are interested in getting animals, we can tell you the few that we've dealt with, or some of the ones that we've dealt with, uh, goats, real good at escaping. You have to have some good, good fencing going on for them. That's why uh, the guy in Adam Sandler, uh, the goat had the collar and was chained to the back of the truck. Actually, it is kind of cool. They not okay. That's not. <laughs> Let me back up. Not that don't chain your goat to the back of a goat. truck. <laughs> but you can like there are collars you can do for your goats, and you can put them out like a dog. Like yeah, like a like on a dog like have run. a lead. Yeah, and they can go out and and help mow your your lawn that way, which is kind of cool. But try uh, to keep them in a like a shoddy like, fence area. Oh, not gonna work. Out. You've got to so get fast. 
you got to get a goat proof fence, son. And that's They're hard to make. Little smarties. Uh, yes. So goats need more extensive fencing. Uh, our sheep are not like if we have a good electric fence set up, then they're good. We just have you to only, be careful. They only have to yeah. be zapped a couple of times. And, and they're, then they're pretty yeah, leery. They're scared of it. Like, all, uh, the way we have our fence right now, we undo it uh, during the day to let them out to a bigger pasture and then bring them in at night where we turn the fence back on uh, to keep coyotes out. And where we let them out during the day, uh, it's... I mean, it's pretty impressive to me that they know exactly where to walk through to avoid, not, the, to avoid yeah. the fence wires. Uh, however, if they are too low, they can hop them. And if they are too high, they will go under them, as we have discovered uh, many times. With yeah, when Rocky gets out, runs across a giant field, crosses a dirt road, and found the neighbor's uh, tire swing... Which is the greatest thing in the world to him. Yeah, he's done it twice. Yeah. I guess like we need beeline to... beeline for... We, yeah, yeah, we have to put in a tire swing. We're in it Appalachia. Was, you was, think we could find an old tire? Oh, they have one for us. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I was just impressed, though. Like, he had to go under the cattle fencing, which was not a big feat because it's up at, like, cattle... Cow level. Cow, yeah, they just have one, basically one electric strand at cow face level. Which is also at human chest level. Yes. Just to warn you. It, However, for Rocky, it's like right feet, over his head, feet above his head. Uh, but I was impressed, like he was like beeline for it both times, and I was angry when I walked over until I saw him ramming it, and then <laughs> it's hilarious. So uh, uh, make sure other... to follow us on social media to soon see video of. <laughs> Keep playing with the uh, other types. Uh, yeah, llama and alpaca. Uh, I mean, they could I've have seen similar all to. Of them. Um, I mean, I've seen chain I've seen link. Chain used link. I've seen them. electric used. Uh, I haven't seen wood used, but I haven't really seen a wood fence for livestock in a while. I've seen the barbed wire for cattle. Uh, and yeah, we had, uh, Mark had, too. Mark, when I used to help at the sheep farm in Chilliguin, uh, Mark had, uh, barbed wire and his sheep hated water. So his back, he didn't have to fence in the back. They wouldn't swim or anything. And there was a canal in his backyard. Oh. So like they would go drink out of it, but they wouldn't ever cross Try it. Cross yeah. It. They wouldn't cross it to oh, escape. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It was convenient. Would that be considered a fence? No. Okay, just no, a that's a, it's a body of water, man. Not everything's a, a fence. What's a moat? It's a moat. Not a fence. No. Uh, chickens, if you're going to have chickens, you definitely want to have... So, chickens are kind of stupid, and you know the whole, like, uh, duh, use chicken wire. No, don't actually use chicken wire. Because they put their little heads through it, and then raccoons grab their heads and pull their heads off. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. So, and you don't want to come out to that. Like, it's fairly traumatic. So, uh, hardware cloth at the bottom, at least, where they could stick their heads through. A lot of people will do that. Uh, let's see. Cat fence? I don't think that's a thing. I want a cat. Do you, like, I don't know. Special cat fencing. Yeah, special cat fencing. I don't think, 
Cats are hard to keep in. No, they really <laughs> are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our little show about fences. I told you it would be interesting, and you doubted me. I did doubt you. I have and proven. I, am sorry. I have proven the non-believers wrong. Yes, I I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope you all stuck around to the end of uh, of our fencing episode. Although I do hope that people get a little bit of, you know, like you learn a little, but you also get to, you know, if you are a farmer or you're thinking about it. I mean, it's all trial and error. It really is. Uh, I mean, we've been called several times about from chickens being out to sheep being out to rabbits being out. So yeah. And you just go get them and put them back and no fence is perfect. That's the point of this. Yes. And good. Well, and that's a good point though. No fence is perfect. And just to remember that for both to keep your sheep or livestock in as well as keep predators out, they will get in. Yeah. I mean, unless you, I mean, you can build the perfect fence. But it's going to take... Yeah, it's going to look like Fort Knox and it's going to cost, uh, what, what was that, $167? <laughs> <laughs> A mile. But I just, I think people should not uh, be discouraged and just go go try something. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what we're doing. Like, I mean, for a while with our sheep, we just used the... The little uh, polypropylene... Uh, electric fencing stuff. It's like plastic rope with uh with wire woven in i mean they got through that oh that didn't really work at all but you know that was it was but they got out once a day and we just put them back that once a day (laughs) and then you're fine just uh yeah animals are a blast uh so (laughs) next time we haven't picked the subject yet for the next one Nope. So everybody weigh in if there's anything you... I think I get you... to choose next one uh, then, huh? But what if the audience wants something? Well, if they do... All right, everybody. I'll look at their emails. Weigh in on what you think or... is next. Uh, email us info at fibertonacres.com. Hit us up on us. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Uh, is that it? Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> um, and then we, you know, always check out our blog at com, as well as check out our sponsor Fiberton Fiber Acres <laughs> yeah uh, Christmas oh let me read their press release here that we're supposed to read to keep our wait, sponsorship wait. you're supposed to like sound like you're flipping pages okay right okay, okay. ah there yeah. it is Found uh, it. press release that we're supposed to read uh, with the holidays coming you should buy stuff from Fiberton Acres to make your friends and or family happy. Fiberton and, Acres. And at the bottom it says that Fiberton Acres is even running a special for Cyber Monday. You get a special little extra gift if you buy something from FibertonAcres.com. Wow, it does say that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they sound like a great company. <laughs> they do. I myself have been sleeping on a fiber ten acres for the last. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is that a fiber ten acres hat you're wearing? It is. That's a really. That's that's actually a true story. You are wearing a hat made by Fiberton. I gotta wear your own stuff. You. I'm I not. mean, if you're if you don't. You don't if you like, don't, who else will? It, it, <laughs> 
fair point. Uh, okay, right. we got to say our thank yous uh, to everybody who helped. Uh, Charlotte Cleary for being our researcher. Uh, you undertook fencing, and uh, you know you came Even up with, with some good stuff. With all your skepticism, yeah. As you, I mean, I've proven you wrong. I've proven you wrong. And of course, to Lefty Five Strings for our intro and outro music. Right. Good job, man. It it sounded legitimately what I was looking for. Hillbilly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, thanks to all of you. Make sure you uh, subscribe and like and, and do all that good stuff on whichever podcast uh, player you use. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll hit you up next time. All right. We'll see you guys next Thursday. All right. Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>